people's attention last night is apparently they surveyed 1,000 high school football players last year on brand strength. Brand strength in college football. So we've probably seen this article before, but it's someone's opinion, right? Here are my top 25 schools on brand strength. And we probably spend 10 minutes saying how bad of a list that was. But this is, this is legitimate because it's surveying 1,000 high school football players, which for brand strength is really where that matters, right? Um, here's the top 10. Miami is at number 10. Oregon is at number 9. Texas is at number 8. A&M is at 7. LSU is at 6. Clemson is at 5. Oklahoma comes in at number 4. Georgia at 3. Ohio State at 2. Alabama at 1. Again, that's they surveyed 1,000 high school football players last year on the biggest brand strengths in all of college football. OU comes in at 4. And immediately, Travis, when I think that, okay, well, 24-7 surveyed 1,000 high school football players. I'm going to guess that probably means that they surveyed some of the best talent that's out there across the country, right? At least I would guess. And the majority of the talent right now is focused in the southeast. It's in Florida. It's in Georgia. There's uh, some in Tennessee. There's some in Alabama. There's still some on the west coast. The fact that Oklahoma came in fourth. Bama came in at number one. That's not shocking. But they've got a lot of in-state talent, right, and in the surrounding area. Ohio State's got a lot of in-state talent surrounding area. Georgia is at number three. They've got a lot of talent in-state. And not that Oklahoma doesn't have in-state talent. They do. But compared to the schools in front of them, Travis, I'm going to guess not a lot of Oklahoma high school prospects were interviewed for this study. And OU still comes in in the top five. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. And uh, Brad Crawford is out of North Carolina, uh, according to just uh, the interwebs, at least what little research I did on it. So that might give you a little bit of a hint that he's, uh, you know, at least on the coast. You know, this isn't a guy that lives in L.A., uh, which is, of course, the Mecca didn't make this list, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Uh, interesting. Uh, but but I do think it's interesting. I think it I think it goes to show back when we had Danny Okoye on these airwaves, Tyler, he had talked about, man, I didn't really even consider OU because, you know, they went six and seven and all this. Like, like these high school kids have very short memories and short exposure to a lot of college football compared to a lot of us that talk about it every day, obviously. So with that, you have to consider the recency bias involved, involved in it. And you look at a team like Texas that's been down a long time. You know who Texas's brand is massive to? Texans. And, yeah, there are a lot of Texans, but, you know, there's 49 other states, too, that make up uh, polls like this. So you look at this list kind of at the bottom, Texas and Miami, teams that have been down a while, like USC not even on it. You know, it's interesting to see, like, Michigan's not even on it, right? When you when you kind of go down the list of, of, of teams that – you think of as kind of some traditional powers or at least powers that used to be good, like in Nebraska and things like that, nowhere on the list. But, yep, OU, Georgia, Ohio State, all very recently successful schools. Yeah, like if I were to make a list of my top 25 biggest brands, John, the top 25 would not look like this. But that's one opinion, right? Again, these are a 1,000 opinions on the top 25 brands, Oklahoma being at number four, I mean, I, I, think that that's, I think that's pretty meaningful, dude. Well, first of all, this list, um, if, if what you're saying is correct and how they formulated the poll, addresses like one of my biggest 
fears in life is to be judged by high school kids and found wanting, right? Because uh, that's intimidating. It was intimidating when I was in high school. It's intimidating now as a 43-year-old dude, right? Welcome to recruiting. Yeah, or 44. 16, 17, yeah. 18-year-old oh, kids are Oh, my there. gosh. It's just I can't even imagine. Number two, in some ways, it's – listen, dude, at the end of the day, like take a step back, right, because we're in it all the time. We are in – all three of us are in Oklahoma football all the time. So to see this, your initial thought is like, well, of course they're that high. Wait a minute. Let's take a step back. It's pretty amazing that Oklahoma football is in the top five of the biggest brands in college football. Coming off a six and seven season, not having won a national championship since 2000. And again, not – I wonder the, the percent of Oklahoma kids that were yeah. – Like Georgia doesn't shock – because I bet a no. bunch of Georgia kids were, that's what were asked about this. That's, that's, and that's why I think it's impressive. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And you would think just on name recognition alone that some other – Schools could potentially pass us. Michigan was one. Even Texas, from a brand standpoint, people talk about Texas being the best job in the. You oh, know, you know this hit their ego being number oh, eight on this absolutely. list. They care about this more than a national championship. And so it's it is significant that we have positioned ourselves as an entity in the sports world where we're this highly thought of. That, that's a fascinating statistic. It's, it's just fascinating because we talk about recruiting so much. We've talked about recruiting today with your chances for a five-star defensive lineman. And OU's going to do a lot of good things in-state recruiting, but they're trying to go national, man. Like They signed four offensive linemen last year, and all four offensive linemen were from different time zones in the continental United States. Well, and we might, so, we might sign know. an offensive lineman from an entirely different continent. Uh, That's true. Uh, yeah. In this class. So, I mean, <laughs> Bill Biedenboe's like, not enough. Not enough. I, I'm global, baby. And I think this is your counter-argument to the, the whole Nebraska, you know, we're the next Nebraska narrative. In 2011, Nebraska was not in the top ten of recognizable brands. Of course not. And, and they're a, you know, they were a blue blood. I don't know if they, if they can lose that status, but they were. I think you can lose blue blood status, yeah. and they're probably getting They're getting close, close but, to it. But they're on the edge, right? But still, from a recognition standpoint, it wasn't happening. We're still obviously – incredibly viable Actually, that, a that's a really good point. Because I, th- I think we all think the OU-Nebraska comparison is complete crap. And it's really – it's lazy is, is what it is. It's, yeah. But – and this is just one list. But, it, again, it's a 1,000 high school kids, and that ultimately determines if you have a good football team or not. OU coming in at four, Nebraska not even in the top 25. Heck, maybe they weren't even in the top 40 for all I know. I, I don't know. But that's, that's actually – Another good reason to point at that and say that's a lazy take, that's a stupid take. OU is OU's doing just fine, brand-wise, yeah, recognition-wise. I mean, the, the lazy take on that, you're right, is you can't get them to walk it out if they say, oh, they're going to be Nebraska. Okay, why? Why is Nebraska the current state of Nebraska? And, and once they try and reason with that, then they quickly realize that they were wrong in the first place. Once you get them to try and explain it, that's the definition of a lazy take, is if it can be proven false by just, okay, go ahead and explain yourself. And I, I think what's interesting, kind of, we talked, again, the Danny Okoye thing with, you know, kind of having that very limited exposure to college football and how that shapes a lot of these high school kids. Austin Stogner said when he was returning, he was like, you know what, you know, I've been an OU fan for so long, you know, so it was, you know, I always watched their games, even when I was in South Carolina, I've been an OU fan. And that kind of struck me because I forget who it was, but they asked me, he said, what do you mean you've been like an OU fan for a long time? He said, well, I committed all the way back in 2017. And it was like, 
you forget what a large section of these, you know, five years, six years of his life have been, that that makes up a massive part of his, you know, you know, adolescent and adult life, right? That's a massive time, right? Six years. Yep. Six years, you but, know, that doesn't mean a lot to us. But, I mean, to these guys, that's a, that's a large part of their life. And I think that's what matters to a lot of this as well, is when you look at the top six on that list, all of those teams have been to the playoffs. Some, most have won a national title. In the, in but, the last, uh, gee, you know, Travis, who was the first one on that list to have not been to a playoff in that top ten? You mentioned top six. Uh, let's number see. Seven. Oh, number seven, A&M. Weird. Yeah, the next four have not been to the playoff. <laughs> well, no, Oregon's uh, been to the playoff. Next yeah. four haven't won a national title. I mean, Here's the top 25 in its entirety. South Carolina at 25. Maryland at 24. Maryland? Mississippi oh, State man. at 23. Mich- uh, Michigan State at 22. Auburn at 21, UCLA at 20. Then you have USC at 19, Tennessee at 18, Florida State at 17, Michigan at 16, Ole Miss at 15, North Carolina coming in at number 14, Penn State at 13, Notre Dame at 12, Florida at 11, Miami at 10, Oregon at 9, Texas at 8, A&M at 7, LSU at 6, Clemson at 5, OU at 4, Georgia at three, Ohio State at two, Bam at one. Which of those stuck out to you as most surprising? I thought Florida State was low. Oh, and then yeah, but it, it, this was done in '97, '98. Yeah, of course. I, gradu- I graduated in '97, and Florida State was at the height of all their powers. And, and then Michigan is right in front of them. And Michigan would and Michigan would have been right there too. So it, it's interesting that the time bias. But but kind of back to what Travis was saying about Stogner. You know, that was in 2017. Well, that makes sense for a Stogner. You had Baker Mayfield, followed by Kyler Murray, followed by Jalen Hurts. Like, that had some credibility. Really, from a stamp, Oklahoma, over what we're looking at for high school kids, if these guys are juniors and seniors in high school, we haven't been really nationally great for those last three or four years. So it even reinforces how good the brand is that we're still thought of this highly, despite having a relative lack of success. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, I, I did not expect. Uh, I I recognize the OU brand, obviously. Did, did I expect them to be number four on this list? I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit surprised that they were in the top four. Is at this number four. is this the first list we've had in a really long time where we're not mad at it? <laughs> all off season, it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I you mean. Because what? all I all it's all Texas hype, and OU's gonna yeah. suck and go play uh, Mississippi or Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know what this list. I, I think this would be a better list for another list we've talked about, and that's best coaching jobs. I think if you look at this list, I think this lines up a little bit better with what the actual best coaching jobs are in college football. And brand recognition is certainly one of them. What what do high school kids think of you is a massive part of whether the job is good or not. So. Um, I think this is probably a better representation of that than whatever 247 did to come up with their job rankings. But also, what stood out to me, how about Notre Dame outside the top ten? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's that's another team. Like, there are so many teams. Like, the top ten in the 90s, I don't know if any of the top ten from the 90s were in the top ten on this current list. Like, maybe Ohio State is still in there. Bama won a title in 92, but, like, the teams in the 90s in college football, Nebraska nowhere to be found, Florida State outside the top 10, Notre Dame outside the top 10, Michigan outside the top 10, Miami outside the top 10. I mean, the sport has just – Colorado. Colorado won a split for a championship in And a Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. And a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Oregon wouldn't have been in the top 10 
in the in the nineties, right? Where was Oregon? LSU. Where, where was Oregon? Oregon was at number nine. Which is so surprised. That's one of the reasons I was surprised it took so long for Oregon to get grabbed up by the uh, by the Big Ten. I thought that was just a natural extension. If they were going to take USC and UCLA, I thought Oregon was just going to be going right right along with them. I was surprised at that delay. Nine one eight, no Oklahoma State. No, no Oklahoma State. Nine one eight, man. I think that damn Razorback logo is cool too, with two laughing face emojis. Apparently, the recruits don't. Not at least in the top twenty five. Four oh five. Who is the new guy that's on? Uh, that is John Woodson, co-host of the Boomer Bevo podcast. And all you have to do to find the Boomer Bevo podcast, which is one half OU, one half Texas, just search uh, Boomer Bevo podcast wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we're on everything. We're on Spotify, Google, iPod, uh, iTunes, you name it. We're on it. And But most importantly for the ref, we're on the ref app. If you go to the podcast on the ref app, we're right there. It's Boomer Bevo podcast. And uh, Kevin and I have a lot of fun. John is also with Brown O'Haver. Again, if you've experienced a loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water, you need to call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. All right, let's get into this OU-Arkansas State matchup coming up in just three days. What can we learn from Saturday? Well, we'll try to figure that out coming up next right here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join The Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. It's the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davis, and John Whitson of Brown O'Haver and the Boomer, Boomer Bevo podcast joining us today. Let's find out a little bit more about Brown O'Haver. How about another one of those amazing testimonials that you have? Yeah, so we, we had so – we talked about Kevin, the other host of the Boomer Bevo podcast and where he's at today. We are the – a lot of times I talk in hyperbole. This is not a hyperbolic statement. We lead the country in contents claims management. So that means everything that's inside your house, we are an industry leader at how we price and list and get those items paid for within an insurance claim process. People call us on how to do it. And the way we do that is we send – it starts with the very basics. We send a team out to the burned out home or the home that was blown over by a tornado. And we go through every single thing that it was in that house and try to put a, and, and try to make sure it's listed and priced. And then what's not in there, if it got blown away or it got burned up, then we build up an inventory from Amazon receipts and visa receipts and anything online purchased. And then we go to pictures and then we just continue to work and work and work. We can find, we typically find a ton of stuff in people's homes, but sometimes, and it is rare because believe it or not, when a house burns down in parentheses uh, or in quotations, when it burns down, there's actually plenty of stuff left. Rarely does it just completely burn to the ground. But in the case of this one client, we had a client that whose condo burned to the ground and she lost everything. So after months of working with her insurance company on the structure and our client to build her inventory from scratch, it's very hard to build an inventory from scratch. We were able to build it from scratch and we got her paid $185,000 of contents that were in a condo. So this isn't like some big old house that has a whole bunch of stuff. This was a ladies two bedroom condo. Fourth example you've shared today where Brano Haver gets the client $100,000 more than what the insurance company yeah. wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 
That's yep. just life-changing, man, is, it, is what that is. It is, and that's what we do. I mean, we've got a process, and we're very systematic about how we go about building up. Because a lot of people will focus on the structure, their home, and, and for very good reason. That's where they live. They want to be able to make sure they have a roof over their head. But almost at the detriment of all the stuff that was inside the house and how much all of that stuff costs and how much all of that stuff can contribute to you getting more money for your claim in an effort to rebuild your life, rebuild your home. And so we focus quite a bit on contents. Kevin Miller and we have Lauren out there with him today are at a house down in Norman digging through every single item that's in their house. We were digging through the the dumpster that was brought on site in order to throw stuff away to just simply capture every single dollar we can capture for this client. And what I love too is, look, if you've suffered a loss from fire, theft, tornado, water, your life has unfortunately probably been turned upside down. So, you know, money is very tight at that point. You can call Brown O'Haver. You don't have to pay anything up front. In fact, you don't have to pay anything at all unless you get paid by the insurance company. So I, I say it's risk-free all the time because I think that's what it is, John. Well, I think it's risk-free. First of all, if you've had a loss, call us. We're, we're happy just to give advice. Just say, hey, this is where you're going. This is some things to look out for. If you have any issues that look like A, B, or C, give us a call, right? Or call us and say, hey, I've been paid. I don't think there's any more to get, but I'd like you to take a look at it. It costs you nothing unless we get you paid more money. It is a risk. So if you've had a loss, if you're down in Norman or Cole or Shawnee and you had a tornado loss this past spring and you've already been paid, the checks have already been written and you're not expecting anything else, give us a call and let us see if we can't make you additional money. My bet is we will make you additional money that will help you rebuild your home. 405-735-5510. That's 405-735-5510, Brown O'Haver. All right, Travis, we just learned about Brown O'Haver. Are we going to learn anything about this OU team on Saturday or eh, Arkansas State stinks? Whatever happens, that's not necessarily going to be the case throughout the rest of the season. Well, you can't, you can't learn that you're a – Big 12 contender, college football playoff contender against a team like Arkansas State. Simple as that. But you can learn if you're not. Yep. So take care of business. Don't give us reason or anybody else reason to believe that we shouldn't be contending, you know, any tangible evidence at least, that we shouldn't be contending at least for a Big 12 championship this year. I think you go out, you take care of business. Main priority, keep everybody healthy. How about that? How about, you know, obviously you want to play good games. You want to play big opponents. You want to play marquee matchups. But, I mean, Texas, I don't think anybody believes Texas is going to get out of there 100% healthy. Nobody does after they play Bama. They didn't last year after they played Bama. So things like that, what you don't want to do in the non-con is get, you know, beaten up. You don't want to be, you know, limping into conference play. So I think you get in there. You attack, attack, attack. You get your starters out of there. You put in the second string. Continue to attack with the second string. Continue to put it away. Put it away. Lean on them late with the run game and uh, and, and get out of there with an easy, stress-free W still intact. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You can't learn if you're a Big 12 championship contender or not. I do think they are as, as things sit today, but – Whatever you do against Arkansas State, you can't say, see, that happened. They are absolutely, without a doubt, the best team in the Big 12. You can only learn if you're not a Big 12 contender. Though, I remember in 2010, 
OU opened with Utah State. Ooh. It was a close game. I think OU won by a touchdown. One of Bob's best and, lines on the sideline. Yeah, it's Utah State. But <laughs> OU did end up winning the Big 12 that year in 2010. But, yes, like 99% of the time, uh, you're right about that. What can we learn from Saturday? I, can we even learn who the number one wide receiver is? I don't, I don't even think that we can necessarily go to that extreme, John. I think we can learn if we are a little more sound in the defensive backfield. I think we can learn if we're a little tougher on third and fourth down, both on both sides of the ball. And I think we can learn what, uh, you know, what kind of attitude this team is bringing, right? If they're bringing an attitude that says we're ready to play at 11 a.m. Because this is a game you could sleepwalk through. I mean, I know it sounds weird because it's the first game of the season, but it's Arkansas State and it's, it's 11 a.m. It's going to be hot and miserable. Does this team want to be there? Do they want to show up and, 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 and demonstrate that they are a changed team from last year, I think you can learn that. Yeah, I, I, I hope that they want to – they have nothing else to look forward to for several weeks on the schedule. It's not like Alabama is sitting there next week or any big-time opponent. So, I'd, uh, I'd be concerned if they weren't – they didn't look like they were ready to go from, from week one. But, yeah, I mean, what can we learn from Saturday? I, I think that we can learn that OU is – Better than 36 and a half points better than Arkansas State because my midweek score, Travis, I'm thinking I'm thinking OU 52, Arkansas State 10. I, I'm thinking OU covers this 36 and a half point spread. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I I think they're covering the spread. I, you know, I go back and forth on it, you know, because I do think the defense is going to be incredibly improved, but I also think that. Late in the game, I think they just get a ton of youth in there. And I don't think Arkansas State's going to be pulling their starters anytime soon. How far down the line on our depth chart do you go until it's evenly matched just due to inexperience and due to age and due to those things? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think something like, 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 a, like a, I don't know, 52-13 type situation. What do you think, John? We both oh, have uh, two covers there. Yeah, we cover. I think I like forty-nine-seven, something like that. That's a cover, right? Yeah, that's a forty-two point. So we, so we have high expectation. I mean, I, I have uh, what Travis and I both have fifty-two. You have forty, or well, you have forty-nine. Like we both have high expectations at, for the offense, but uh, we got high expectations for the defense as well. But but their offense. So much of that is going to come from the offense, though. I mean, we are returning a five- or six-year start, whatever he is now, right? So he's a five- or six-year starter. You've got, you know, an offensive line that's supposed to be very solid this year. You've got running backs galore. You've got wide receivers who are competing for spots to play in. This offense should go out and demonstrate a level of dominance against a much, much, much inferior opponent. If they don't, yeah, we should be concerned. So putting up 42 points... Shouldn't be a problem. No. Captain, I mean, 49 or whatever I said. Captain Willard says, if we're going to learn anything real Saturday, this game needs to look like a varsity squad playing a middle school. Total domination is the only acceptable outcome. OU practice should be harder than this game. It's we, hard to disagree with it. We do not need to walk out of the game with the coaches saying, winning games is hard. You yeah. know? Oh, well, we won, but winning games is hard. So, congratulations. No, it should be. Winning games by this much is easy. 
Softball Steve says Sooner score seven times. Well, if they're all seven touchdowns, then 49. you, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're in lock with that uh, 49 final score there. I've got high expectations for the defense um, in this game, much higher expectations than a year ago. I boldly predicted they'd be a top 25 group by the end of the year. But if we want to talk about the trenches and how that needs to look different and better for OU, like I, I'm here for that. Travis, th this is an edge and defensive end group that needs to be able to consistently get to the quarterback on Saturday. I don't know if we could learn that OU is going to be a great pass rushing unit. We can't on Saturday, but they need to look like that on Saturday against this Arkansas State team. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that we're we're deep at edge. I mean, and, and with proven guys, right? You've got an all-Big 12 guy already there. You've got Trace Four that, when healthy, has been a dominant force in this conference before. You've got Rondell Bothroyd, who is the returning ACC pass rush win rate leader. Um, I can't say that three times fast. But um, you've got a five-star in the room now in P.J. Adebare that doesn't look like anybody else on the roster. R. Mason Thomas is a budding star. Um, you, you've got a ton of guys on the edge. Tyler, what I think it comes down to is that interior. Can we trust the interior now? And that's what I want to see. You've got the four-man rotation of Dejon Terry, um, of Isaiah Coe, of Kelly, and then a beefed-up Jonah Laulu. I think the interior, it's been so long since we had a really, really good defensive interior, and that's what I want to see dominate. I want to see us get pressure up the middle. 405, got to make uh, open field tackles. Amen on that. 405, if we don't put up in the 50s and hold them under 20, this team needs work. Mizzou Sooner says, as long as we come out of the game and our coach does not say we're close, I'm good. That's the second time yep. we heard that today, guys. So that is, that's still a thing. 913, in the insider perspective on Terry Bussey being in Norman this weekend. Five-star athlete. Travis, he's taken an unofficial visit. I am not switching my prediction to OU all of a sudden, but it is interesting that Terry Bussey will be in town on Saturday for an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, we should we should just call A&M and say, hey, look, we, will, we won't let Terry Bussey on campus if you just let us have Dominic McKinley. I'll take that trade all day. Terry Bussey's a really good player, a really <laughs> good player. Terry Bussey but, might be the best player in the class. I mean, the dude is absolutely ridiculous. But if he don't Emmett play Jones, defensive line. That's the difference. Right. If Emmett Jones gets one-on-one -on -one time with him in order to walk him through, kind of, you know, give him a shot at him and, and tell how he would use him in the offense and everything like that, I'm not one to count out Emmett Jones, Emmett Jones entirely. Uh, I think his the results already can show that. But this feels like A&M all the way. I don't want anybody to get their hopes up. It's very cool that he's going to be in Norman, but this is this is the heat check of all heat checks from Emma Jones. Yeah. For uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Keep them coming. We'll get to more of your text, more OU football as well, right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Riverwing Casino and Hotel bringing you to the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, John Whitson, live at Brown O'Haver, where if you've experienced a loss from fire, theft, tornado, or water, you need to call Brown O'Haver. Why? Because they routinely get clients 30 to 40% more money 
over than doing it on their own. 405-735-5510. 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver. Softball Steve says, saw a Wendy's commercial. Whose face did I see? Caleb Williams holding a burger. Go figure. Caleb Williams is on a Fansville commercial or the new Fansville oh, commercial. What a fantastic And commercial. they are painting his uh, fingernails in that uh, That commercial, commercial so. hits on every possible non-football-related storyline in college football right now. They did now. a nice job with the oh, transfer portal. Yeah. Oh, the transfer portal. Uh, Kevin Miller and I, both fan co-hosts of the Boomer Bebo podcast, are giving a shout-out when they say that Every fan thinks they can have a podcast now. Like, that's who they're talking to. They're talking to us, too, and we're, and we're here for it. Absolutely. Okie drink slinger. I want a shutout with the pick six and a special teams touchdown. Let's go. Well, we've been saying all day that whatever happens on Saturday, you probably say, well, come on, it's Arkansas State. But, Travis, a pick six, a shutout, and a special teams tit touchdown? Regardless of the opponent, that might get uh, some people uh, pretty charged up about things. Well, it would definitely start to, uh, you know, fill in the bingo card a little bit for me since uh, I had the kickoff and punt return touchdown happening this year and true freshman scoring, and there's going to be some true freshmen playing late. Uh, that's for sure. So I would love those things to happen to make me look much smarter than I am. Uh, let's see. OU 57-9, and says a texter in the 918. Seven touchdowns, one safety, two field goals. Tom in Winchester. Their field their field goal kicker, I believe, was all conference last year. Uh, Duggan Norman, I think, texted that in earlier this week, so I think that's right. One more. Yardbird Richard, I want to see a well-hydrated crowd that hangs in the game at least until the fourth quarter. And Travis has taken it upon himself this week to remind everyone to stay hydrated and stay uh, ready to go. I, I mean, I think Could, that's the least likely thing that is going to happen is that you're going to have a crowd stay through the fourth quarter. I, I do think it – you know, I think there's enough excitement around Jackson Arnold that I think people are going to stay later than we think because I think people are going to want to see him play. I think a lot of people are going to want to see P.J. Adebore. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to want to see a lot of Peyton Bowen. And that's the thing. I think, you know, recruiting services, thanks to old Shannon Terry, have gotten more and more popular every year, right? I mean, they're a billion-dollar industry. Everybody, I mean, this, this station has – you know, an extremely popular hour dedicated solely to recruiting, right? I mean, and I think that the long-term effects of that is that people will stay later to see play in blowouts to see players that they are more aware of. People are more aware of recruits now than they've ever been in Oklahoma football history. So I think that's true. I think you're going to get a few more people stay just because just because they're excited to see what the future might look like and and maybe the move to the SEC maybe maybe it makes people say even longer because they want to see what the next generation looks like as we prepare to make the move to the southeastern conference and yes hydrate 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 you do not want to feel the embarrassment of waking up after being passed out and and having 86,000 people looking at you. That's and you never know what's going to be drawn on your face if you pass out at the game, right? Pass out with your shoes oh. on, your fair game. Who knows what's going to be drawn on your face. I will make sure Gunny finds you and draws on your face. <laughs> Please don't. I'm going to have a 
giant blunt drawn on my and, face somewhere. And don't get seduced by the forecast that says it's going to be 85 at 11 as if that's going to be somewhat cool. No, 30 Not, degree. Whatever the, the, the yeah. temperature is, add 30 degrees yeah. once you're inside the stadium. Please, please don't make, don't make that mistake. So on that, Travis uh, did ask on our Twitter page. Yes, it's still Twitter, in my opinion, at KREF Sports. OU fans, who's the player you're most excited to see in action on Saturday? And I try to come up with something original and unique. You know, well, maybe maybe Jaquay's pet away. You know, I'm, I'm a big Tawi Walker fan. Guys, keep it simple here. Um, Jackson Arnold, who is uh, who we're most excited to see on Saturday. My girls, y'all had Jackson Arnold on a pregame, maybe a couple, a couple times, of times last year. Yep. But he was on one early in the season where he was on with, with Parker, Parker, I yeah. think, for like an hour. And they just happened, both of my daughters, right, uh, at the time, 11 and 9 years old, heard that almost that whole hour on the way to a soccer game. They continually asked me, when does Jackson Arnold start playing? He's the guy I want to watch. He's the guy that I'm saying. So I, I couldn't agree more. They are fired up for Jackson Arnold. I'm fire, fired up for Jackson Arnold. Here's a name, though, that's way down on the depth chart. Didn't even make the depth chart. And, and maybe he ends up being redshirted, and I don't know. So don't. Please don't come after me, text line. Well, even if you redshirt this year, you can still yeah. play this game. But so Saturday. don't come after me, text line. But uh, I, I am interested to see if it, gets late in, if it gets late in the game and we can go pretty deep, Jacoby Johnson out of Mustang. I want to see if he's as athletic as everybody says he is. He's got the build. I think he is. Six foot four. I want to see if that athleticism can turn into any kind of playmaking on either side of the ball. Travis, it feels like they are uh, rather excited about jo Jacoby Johnson and uh, what he could be on the defensive side of the ball in the future. Yeah, I mean, the athletes are looking different, right? I mean, that's that's a that's an NFL body right there. That's an N a NFL ceiling, first-round ceiling type of situation you've got there in Jacoby Johnson. Now, does that mean he's going to develop into that? Who knows, right? Who knows? But there are a lot of people nationally that, that saw him that thought, man, this guy is a, is more of a five-star talent. I think if he would have been a little bit more active on the camp circuit and things like that, then he would have been like a top 50 type player in the class just due to that crazy athleticism. So he's got, he's got all the tools, but he's got to do those three things that Brent Venables talks about. He's got to stay in, out of trouble. Off the field, he's got to stay away from those vape stores, uh, unlike Eric Gilbert. He's mm. got to take care of business in the classroom. I've got no reason to believe that he won't do that. And he's got to show up with the right mentality every day and right attitude and be willing to work and learn and get better in Jay Valai's room. I have no reason to believe he won't do those three things. Mike, in Springfield, I'm 63 years of age. I have never, ever left any sporting event of any kind early. I might miss something. Well, you didn't go down to the OU-Texas game last year, okay? Because, listen, I've never left an OU-Texas game, and I had firmly you know, committed to not ever leaving an OU-Texas game until we were down whatever the heck we were down in the middle of the third quarter and hadn't completed a forward pass. So congratulations on never leaving early. Just make sure you, you know, don't, don't, don't hold yourself to that because you couldn't – It's nice to have a clean slate, is it not? Oh. Like after last year, God, it's nice to have a clean slate. I've never seen zero and zero before and went, oh, okay, oh, thank, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Zero and zero just looks awesome right now. Better than that six and seven from last year. We're past it, though. Three days until kickoff. No more talk about last year. It's all about this year. We're going to be we, – we, we might even be over 500 for a period of time, and that, seem, that seems fantastic. Sure, they're hope, uh, I sure hope they're over 500 on Saturday afternoon. Got, got some issues <laughs> if that's not the case. 
405-651-3439. Knipple Myers Chevrolet text line. One final segment with more college football coming up next. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel, over 2,700 electronic games, 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. Final segment of the day. Appreciate John Whitson and the team at Brown O'Haver having us out today. Again, catch John's podcast, the Boomer Bevo podcast, anywhere that you get podcasts as well as the KREF page. When's the, uh, when's the next episode going to drop? you going to do a pre- and post-game, yeah. one before the game, one after the game? So the official season for the Boomer Bevo podcast starts today. Sweet. Uh, last week we put out a preview episode of, of Oklahoma and a separate one for Texas. So feel free to go back and watch those. But tonight we will record and drop the game one preview. For We'll preview OU and Texas and talk about college football around the country. And then on Sunday morning, every week, we'll do a post game. We'll break down what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, hopefully, Texas does something stupid and allows me to talk so much trash that, you know, that's, that's yeah, what I lo- like. Losing to Rice would be epic, would it not? God, that would just. Well, JT Daniels is starting for the third time in Austin for his third different uh, school. It's Which fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. And so, you know, Texas is always good for a lot of fodder. Like when they played Oklahoma State last year and, and, in the windiest day in Oklahoma in the entire year, and Sark threw Quinn Ewers 49 times. I mean, Texas never fails to give it you was something one of the to worst, talk about. It was one of the worst coaching decisions I saw last year in college football. Well, I mean, and then, it, and then it, it was followed up by when you play TCU and you only give Bijan Robinson the ball 12 times. It's like Doesn't make any you sense. Can't, Sark is the gift that keeps on giving, and so that's what makes the Boomer Bevo podcast so much fun to do. Travis, so, the uh, biggest news in college football today does not look like uh, Utah quarterback Cam Rising is going to play tomorrow night against Florida. You uh, you going to pick the Gators in the upset now, or is Utah still going to find a still find a way to win that game tomorrow night? Hey, you know what? Run game and defense. I think it's going to carry it. I don't think those two things go away. So I still like Utah in the game, and I really just don't trust Billy Napier. I don't trust Graham Mertz. There's a reason that their win total is what five and a half this year. Yeah, give me the two-time defending Pac-12 champions. Nebraska is a very popular upset pick tomorrow night, and I think I will find myself rooting for the Huskers. I just can't get there yet with Nebraska. Like, I think Matt Rule's going to do a nice job in Lincoln, and based on what the previous head coaches have done, the, the bar is pretty low right now on doing a nice job in Lincoln. But I got to see a little bit more from Nebraska before I pick them, John, to even go up to Minneapolis and beat the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, N- Nebraska covers, but Minnesota wins. I think I- I'm with you. I don't. I trust Matt Rule. I just don't trust him in Game One, Season One, with the roster that was left by Couch. They've got ninety thousand at Memorial Stadium tonight for a volleyball game. Nebraska women's volleyball. They sold out Memorial Stadium. Remember OU softball had this idea, you know, rolling at one point to play a game on Owen Field. Uh, ninety thousand will be there for a volleyball game tonight in Lincoln. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. That's fantastic. No, Isn't that cool? No, I mean, it, it's it's amazing. Just 90,000 in there. That for, makes way more sense than going to watch a game in a movie theater. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, most fan bases can't even get ninety thousand in for a football game. No, they they can get they can get ninety thousand in for a volleyball it's game. It's pretty cool. Biggest OU news today. I mean, we're still we're still monitoring the Dominic McKinley recruiting. We're like forty six hours away from that. But uh, how about that new NIL deal that General Booty got today, Travis? Hey, you know, there's no better paid fourth string quarterback in America. Make you know. Make hay when the sun shines, man. And uh, I'm happy for him. And it's funny because Texas fans are losing their mind on Twitter right now. Oh, man, go ahead and pencil in a Texas win after seeing this. General Booty will have nothing to do with the Red River shootout this year. Calm down. He better not. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in to the home of Sooner fans. KREF will do it all again tomorrow. 12 hours, 6 to 6. Tune in. Download the app. Appreciate everybody tuning in. It's game week, baby.